0: Hey everybody, my name is Alex, and you're listening to Lunchbox Radio, Sunday edition. I'm doing a little bit of a different recording thing, because quite frankly, I totally forgot from yesterday to this morning that I was supposed to record, so I am going to be recording while taking a walk with my dog, so just bear with me, but I wanted to thank everybody who's been listening to the podcast lately, because, as I said, I always appreciate people listening to me rant about cartoons on the internet, because that's not something everybody needs to, everybody is guaranteed to be successful at, and I am somewhat successful, so I appreciate it. Now, what I want to talk about on this Sunday edition is, I want to talk about the concept of sex cells in anime. And the reason why I say that is because it's not... I don't want to talk about hentai. I make a point not to talk about hentai because that's a different kind of podcast that I, I'm i just not equipped to do. I'm not equipped to um, censor myself that's hard, And um, also... So there's a curious thing that happened in the early 2000s, in, like, in the early days of the anime bubble. And that is certain certain OVAs were produced. And they were produced by a, by a bunch of different types of people. The Probably the two most notable are Medo Forte and there's another one, but I forget the name of it. But Mezzo Forte is what I'm going to focus on for this. Oh, Mezzo Forte and Kite. And actually, they, those are both from the same production house. And that says something. So in both Mezzo Forte and Kite Deliberator. And Mezzo Forte has its own um, unique shall we call it, um, has its own kind of spin-off series that is almost weirdly made for TV, and you're probably like, what, what's he talking about? What I'm talking about is Meta, both Mesa and Kite were produced under the, with the condition, under the condition that they have explicit <laughs> hentai-level sex scenes in them. <laughs> And if you were a tiny degenerate around, like, 2008, from, like, 2001 to 2008, you could find these sex scenes standalone on just about any porn site. And when I say explicit, I mean explicit. <laughs> and the interesting thing about them is they were produced with the idea that they could be completely removed from the storyline. Like, they, they, they don't matter. They're not. They're not um story driven sex scenes it doesn't it doesn't really they can connect to the story, but they don't matter i think in Mezzo, it's like a in kite it's a little bit different they're a little bit more story dependent but in Meadow Forte, it's like a dream sequence and isolated like interrogation style encounter bullshit thing, and the result is, it was this show that, like, was produced because, basically because they could make, they could, they could sell it for titillation, and I, th- there's another one based around, um, Kisoo, I think, um, but, there's another show based around Cthulhu that is done in the same, like, vein. But it's just it, that there's, there's this strange vestige because these are shows generally that won't get produced unless they have this in them. But because the person, whoever the director is and whoever the creators are, wants them to be part of the car. Want them to be like a standalone story and actually have story. They have a lot put into them, and generally speaking, I've never seen a show like this. where uh, the story had been particularly deep, or I've <laughs> cared about it particularly? But it's it's telling that these were the that these were the um, conditions to make these shows. And it's it's not super hard to see like th- these shows weren't going to be approved on their on their own merit and based on their own stuff. Um, I think the same director and probably the same studio directed um, Wizard Barristers, that weird wizard cop show. I talked about forever ago. You can go find it in the feed. It's one of the Thursday episodes. I did it, I think, before I was even doing Sunday episodes. But long and short of it is, is that it's... That, these aren't really good shows. And if you ask anybody what these shows are known for, I mean, over the age of 14, it's not the storyline. People don't remember these shows for the storyline. This is really the best version of Sex Cells. I'm not saying I'm, like, I'm against titillation or ecchi anime or there being sex in anime. That's not what I'm saying. I mean, that, that would be insane. But what I am saying is that these shows, shows like, um... Shows like Mezzo and Kite are only produced... Because they can have these hentai scenes with the characters in them, and what that does, what that ends up doing to Mezzo is it to Mezzo Forte, is it ends up kneecapping the series, the actual series. I think it's like a fourteen episode run of a series that they made later. Because if you know Mezzo Forte from any, if you know Mezzo from anywhere, it's not going to be. The later, I think it was like released in 2013, which means years later. OVA series mezzo that is middling at best. It's gonna be mezzo forte. The <laughs> the anime that is responsible for probably the most traffic junkie hentai ads uh, in your life, and it. These shows compromise the ability to view it because if you're showing up for the story, it's interrupt it's interrupted at least once per episode. In Metal Forte's case, um, same thing I think in Kite with these like weird sex scenes that don't super make sense. That, that are oftentimes written off as like an aside or a dream sequence in Metal Fortress case, and then that breaks up the story and that interferes with your perception of the characters, and that's true in Kite too. In Kite, it involves underage weirdness too, so that's that's another thing. And at and it they don't it doesn't really add up to anything and it it feels like if they wanted to make if people want to make anime with sex in it that's fine if people want to make ecchi anime that's fine but this weird middle ground of like hentai in which the hentai can be removed doesn't really doesn't really work out so hot because you know anime like that is like hentai is not pra- usually praised necessarily for its story I mean it's it is kind of the burst of the step bro meme but the so you end up with these shows that are middling to bad usually bad and because of the content put in them, you have a different level of actor, voice actor, who will work on them. And especially in America, these, like, mezzo is so clearly staffed by porn actors. It's amazing. And, come on, Karma. Sorry, my dog. Um And the result is just nonsense nonsense that doesn't matter um so i just i just, i found i found i find these things super weird because they've got a foot in both camps and i just wanted to talk about this because with the interspecies reviewer incident last year last a couple seasons ago and with now, um, Redo of Healer, which is an which is kind of a, like, people compare it to the Interspecies Reviewers thing a lot, except it seemed very clear that they knew what they were doing, what they were getting when they licensed Redo of Healer, and the interesting thing about Interspecies Reviewers, which you can go listen to that podcast with me and my friend Slate from over on the from over on his podcast and YouTube channel, Um, MCS Anime, talk about they didn't know what they were getting with Interspecies Reviewers. And Interspecies Reviewers is probably the closest modern comparison to something like Forte or Kite in terms of, like, the arrangement of the show that I can imagine, which I find weird and interesting. But I just wanted to do a Sunday edition on it because I think... I think it's super weird that some production committee, someone was like, you can make this show, but you gotta put the boning in it. Um. And on that note, if you like this podcast, you can subscribe to, to it in whatever you listen to me right now. New shows come out every Thursday and Sunday, and... Until then, I have been Alex, and you've been listening to Lunchbox Radio, Sunday edition. I will talk to you on Thursday.